0: If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach.
1: Everything that I'd already done, all my education, all my experience, I was able to use For this business. So if any of you are listening and you're like, yes, but, which is what I hear a lot, I have this degree or that degree or I'm a teacher or I'm a, um, you know, an office manager or I'm a this or I'm a that, wherever you are, you have the ability to use all that experience, all that knowledge to become something like a virtual assistant.
0: Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years, and our two almost-grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Hey, if your job has been impacted by the pandemic, or if you're just ready to start your own business with minimal financial investment, Have you thought about becoming a virtual assistant? Now, if you have a phone, computer, and an internet connection, you are equipped to start helping clients no matter where you live in the world. And really, it's up to you what you charge and how many hours you wanna work. Of course, you may only wanna work like 10 hours a week, okay, to make some extra cash. But if you wanna build a six-figure virtual assistant business, that is totally possible as well. Now, of course, I'm sure you're asking, how do I do this, right? All right, well, that's why I'm excited to introduce you to Kathy Guggenauer, who built a six-figure virtual assistant business from her tiny house in the middle of a Missouri national forest. She now teaches professional women how to create their own work-at-home businesses so that they, too, can enjoy the freedom, flexibility, and financial security they desire and deserve. Now, before we jump into this conversation, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast if you haven't already. If you're listening on our website, that's awesome. But the number one way to ensure you never miss a single inspiring episode is to open up your favorite podcast app, i.e. Apple, Google, Amazon. Did you know all three of those big, huge companies have their own podcast apps? Plus, you might be using Stitcher or Spotify. Search for Inspiration Rising and click subscribe. And as you're listening to one of our 150 plus episodes, my guess is that a friend will come to mind who needs to hear whatever you're enjoying. All you have to do is screenshot the episode on your phone and text it to them. Or better yet, just post it to social media and tag at Rising, I-N-S-P-O-R-I-S-I-N-G. And of course, I'll repost it. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Kathy Guggenhauer. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it.
1: I am so excited to be here, David. Thank you so much for inviting me. And may I just comment on that adorable uh, typewriter in your background? Because (laughs) I love typewriters. I come from the era of, um, you know, like my top skill back in the 1980s was, well, actually, 1977 on was speed typing. And I use typewriters like the IBM Selectric. Still love that typewriter.
0: That's so fun. Yeah, I started taking typewriter lessons, typing lessons, I guess, on a typewriter Mm -hmm. in uh, junior high when I was probably 13. And um, I don't know, I have a fascination with typewriters. I actually have a like this metal cabinet in our living room with about 10 typewriters nicely displayed on, you know, these shelves, all different, you know, types. And they tend to be more colorful uh, versions. So, and they're, of course, all manual. But, um,
1: well, I am jealous, but you and Tom Hanks, he's got that awesome collection too.
0: Yep. Are you guys true.
1: buddies? Are, are you tight? Very close. With Tom Hanks? Very
0: close. He came over the other day. You know. I was giving him some tips.
1: <laughs> 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 That's what I figured.
0: Hey, we're talking today about virtual assistants. And I think a lot of people have heard the term virtual assistant. Maybe some of the people that are listening today, some of the women uh, who are business owners might have a virtual assistant or might want a virtual assistant. But I specifically am interested in, like, define this for me. Like, what is a virtual assistant and why is becoming a VA a great way to start your own business? If you're thinking about starting a business and you've got all these options, like, oh my goodness, I could start all these different things. Maybe starting a VA business would be right for me. What is a virtual assistant? Tell me all about this.
1: Yeah. So, David, tons of great questions. And, you know, this is like the little secret hidden gem of a business that almost nobody knows about. Uh, And I don't know if you know this, but just in the past couple of months, uh, Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary was interviewed by a journalist, and he said that if he had to start a side hustle today, mm-hmm. he would become a virtual assistant. Wow. That's how really powerful it is. Brilliant. So what a virtual assistant, it, it, it's huge. Well, just to give you an example, um, and this is really including all remote workers, but of course virtual assistants can make up all of those. Before the pandemic, the industry was a $1 million industry. After COVID, it's a $1 billion industry. I mean, it was always growing and now has just absolutely exploded Mm -hmm. because virtual assistants, they work from their homes. So they're already remote workers. They already have all their own equipment because they're also independent contractors. So that means they already have to have their own training, that they know how to do the work. They have the skills. And they have their own computer, their own phone, everything that's needed, which by the way, most of us already have that too. So there's not a whole lot of overhead to start a VA business. Right. The other thing, um, any of the listeners and you, David, if you've ever started a business of your own, not only is there often a lot of overhead, especially in your first year, but there's ongoing overhead in years to come. And as a virtual assistant, Literally, the only overhead is basically what I just mentioned, plus a website. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I usually recommend is thinking of it like this. Whatever you're going to earn, 80% is going to be your profit, 20% is going to be your expenses. So, just to give you an example, um, as a coach and trainer, you know, I've been both a VA and a coach and trainer. So, I can tell you that as a coach and trainer, uh, coach and trainers who do well are happy to earn 20% profit and 80% expenses. Mm -hmm. So that just gives you an idea of the difference in overhead. So a virtual assistant is an independent contractor who who works wherever she wants. And I say she, because 90% of all virtual assistants are women. Um, The majority of them also self-identify as introverts. Why? Because they are support people. They like being in that Behind the scenes, supporting the business owners, and then as far as what they do, they can do anything from bookkeeping to creative things like creating uh, images for social media, to technical things like being uh, logging into the back end of a software program and running it, um, and writing, blogging, you name it, they can do it. I used to say they can do anything except. Um, deliver coffee, and now I can't even say that because they could have coffee delivered.
0: That is so true. Yes, <laughs> you can do anything that you can do from a computer or phone. That's what a virtual assistant can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell me about your own journey and how you started your own VA business. How did you get into first becoming a VA and then becoming a trainer and coach?
1: Um. So my journey started. I was um, eighteen years into a corporate career at a fortune 500 company. I was a marketing manager there and I had great aspirations. I was 40 and I really wanted to keep climbing the ladder and it had been a couple of years since I had gotten promoted. So I went into my manager and asked why wasn't I getting promoted because everybody around me was, and he was a little angry with me for asking that. And he kind of said in a stern voice, do you really want to know the truth? Mm. And I was like, yes, please. And he said, you laugh and smile too much. Wow. What and until you change that, yep. Until you change that, you're never going anywhere in this corporation.
0: And what was the reasoning there?
1: He just thought I was an airhead because I laughed and smiled. He didn't think I was serious.
0: Uh, okay. He didn't
1: think I was intelligent. He just thought I was an airhead woman. And let mm. me tell you, you know, back then, David, sexual harassment, you know, you couldn't really report it or anything, but it was rampant. Mm. So all he could see me as was this silly little 40 year old woman Mm. who really wasn't ever going to accomplish anything and who he wasn't going to take serious. Mm -hmm. Now I had an undergraduate degree in marketing. I had an MBA with honors. It's not like I didn't have everything that was needed. I did, but yet he didn't like my personality. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, I went back to my cubicle and cried because I thought, okay, what book do I get to learn how to not be like this? What class do I take to learn how to not be like this? And thank goodness that didn't last very long after I, you know, having a little pity party, I thought, you know what? I like who I am. I yeah. love joy. I love laughing. Sure. I love having fun. As you might tell from my tiara um, and at that corporate world, they really, they really probably would have frowned on tiara wearing every day. But <laughs> I do wear a tiara every day.
0: <laughs> you are a queen. And
1: now I laugh all the way to the bank. I will tell you that too. Um, so I was really, really lucky and I, you know, I am Uh, Even though he didn't think so, I am intelligent, I am resourceful. Um, So I did a lot of reading and a lot of exploration as to what else is out there? What else could I do where I could be myself? And I decided to start a business of my own. Now, I didn't right away find the VA business. I tried a couple of other things, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people do. Like I tried an MLM, I tried selling on eBay, um, and none of those things were a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. nor did I enjoy them, nor did I make money from them. Um, but I did decide to go ahead and quit that job. And, and I actually spell it, I say J-O-B, because I believe in spelling curse words. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was a curse word. Sure, sure. Um, so I gave my resignation six months after he had told me that. And when I took my resignation letter in, he he wasn't upset anymore. He was sad. He said, you are making the biggest mistake of your life. I care about you as a human being. You're never going to make this kind of money anywhere ever again.
0: Mm, I would have smiled broadly.
1: Well, a little part inside of me was scared because I was 40, David. And at 40, starting, you know, what I considered then, and I would love to talk about this a little bit more, starting over. Sure. It really wasn't starting over, but back then it felt like it um, was scary. But I did look him in the eyes and said, hmm, yeah. I'm not only going to make more than this. I'm going to double it. Nice. And indeed I did in three years. And if I had known what I know now, I could have done it in one year, Hmm. but, um, back then, um, VAs weren't, you know, it was the pioneer days of VA. So I started my VA business in 2001 and the reason I fell into the VA business was accidental, which a lot of people, this is how a lot of them find out about it. I actually started doing marketing for a real estate agent. Okay. And he said, um, and I started doing it for him because I have a big mouth, You might've noticed already. Um, and w- my husband and I had hired him to um, find a house for us to buy. And I was telling the guy, I'm like, your website is horrible. You've got all these things you could do to improve your business. And he said, well, why don't you put your action where your mouth is and actually sure. fix this for me? And I'm like, can do. And then he informed me that what I was doing, cause I was working from home was working as a virtual assistant. And I was like, oh, I like this idea. Yeah. So that's how I got started.
0: Wow. And at what point did you then make the transition to say, hey, I want to help other individuals start their own VA business?
1: Yeah. So, you know, all this feels so accidental yet, like it's what's always meant to be. Have Mm -hmm. you ever had that experience, David, as you go through your life?
0: Yeah.
1: Of course. I love that, don't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially you look back and you see all the dots kind of lining up like, oh, I see how this all fits together.
1: Yes, and that's exactly what I mean by when I was sitting in that office with that boss, I thought I'm starting over. And in reality, everything that I'd already done, all my education, all my experience, I was able to use for this business. So mm-hmm. if any of you are listening and you're like, yes, but, which is what I hear a lot, I have this degree or that degree or I'm a teacher or I'm a um, you know an office manager or I'm a this or I'm a that. Wherever you are, you have the ability to use all that experience, all that knowledge to become something like a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry. Now I got off topic. What was the question you asked me? Oh, how did I get into the coaching and training?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: (laughs) All right. So I had my VA business and... I learned how from another trainer and coach who, thank goodness, I hired somebody and I truly believe in trainers and coaches. I will never be without a coach of my own because without it, I'm stagnant in my business and I don't want to be stagnant. I want to grow. So she said, um, you know, you to scale your business, you really need to hire virtual assistant subcontractors because you can't, you know, I, could, I had 11 clients and I knew I could get tons more, but I couldn't handle the work. Sure. So I began looking for those VA subcontractors to work with me and interviewing them. And I couldn't find anybody who mm-hmm. was at that professional level I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I began teaching them, didn't charge them anything, just taught them so they could work for me. I had a team of five. I had 70 clients and wanted to grow even more. And I was like, wow, I'm really tired of pe- teaching people for free. And then I thought, huh, maybe I should charge for this. So that's what I did. And for several years, I did both my VA business and the coaching and training business. And then another coach, very brilliant coach, said to me, You know, it's time to make a decision. You're not doing either one to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. So you have to choose the one that's really going to make you happy. Sure, sure. And honestly, the VA business, I called it my cash cow because. You know, you could make so much money, 80, 20, 80% profit. Yes, go. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And the coaching business, I was still in the red at that time in my coaching business. Mm. But um, I just had this huge passion. And now I realize it was really my mission. I feel like this is truly my mission on earth Mm -hmm. is to help other women like me be able to live the way they want to live. Be your true self build confidence, and become whatever you want to be. I call it becoming the superhero of your own success.
0: Sure, sure. So how, do, how would somebody know, if they're listening, if they're a good candidate to start a VA business?
1: So, um, again, I look for people who are already professional on some level. So have the, are they a teacher? Teachers make great VAs because they love to learn. You know how fast things change on the internet today? If you don't love to learn, you're not going to enjoy this industry because it's constantly changing. If you like doing something different every day, if you like working from home and you enjoy working on the computer. Now, you don't need to be techie. A lot of people have that misconception. Thank goodness I didn't even know enough to know I didn't need to be techie because I'm still not technical. If I cannot restart my computer and it's fixed, I know nothing. Sure, sure. (laughs) Sure. I did writing. I did blogging and marketing. So whatever it is, whether you're, I just had somebody sign up for my program who has uh, a fine arts degree and she's using that to create beautiful graphics. There's, there's a huge need for content of every level, Mm -hmm. every level. I have another lady who worked in Hollywood behind the scenes, um, doing video and now she does YouTube marketing and video creation and editing. Hmm. So whatever it is that you've done in the past, whether you've been an executive assistant, I mean, that's a natural right there to hmm. move right into being a VA. A teacher, if, if the end of your name ends in manager, it's great. An engineer, um, you name it, any of those. Hmm. Hmm. Now, the thing, let me just talk a minute about the ones that I don't feel like make a great transition. And that is people who really love to be on the move all the time as part of their job.
0: Mm-hmm. physically right. on the move
1: because because here you could stand you could sit but you do have to be you know on your computer working and pretty um, much a alone good percentage in of the, the context
0: time. of like your own like environment and self-motivated yes. uh i would assume has to be a huge yes. component
1: self-initiative is huge mm-hmm. i call it you want to come with batteries included now, but here's one of the thing I want everybody to think about David because quite honestly when I left that corporate job one of the things that I was worried about was being able to make myself work because I thought, oh wow, at that corporate job it was really hard to I wasn't motivated to do the work. It was a struggle to get through every day. Hmm. Well, I will tell you that when you do something you love to do, sure. it, it truly is no longer work. I mean, 18 years, I didn't hate all 18 years there. There were many years I really enjoyed. But after that corporate really got such a corporate environment and so much, so much red tape and all that, really mm-hmm. didn't like it any longer. Mm-hmm. So I was miserable. This, when people say, what do you do for fun? I work. I mm-hmm. love what I do. You know, I used to be addicted to TV. Now I'd rather work. <laughs>
0: How would you differentiate between, I guess what I would say, um, traditionally an assistant did more things that were administrative, where I'm also hearing you define a virtual assistant as someone who can do things that are maybe more creative, like video editing, audio editing, podcast Mm -hmm. editing, writing, Mm -hmm. graphic design, Mm -hmm. um, maybe even technical things. Do you lump Mm -hmm. all of those things under being a virtual assistant? Or would you say, no, some people would call themselves a video editor? You know what I mean? How how would I differentiate?
1: Yes. Great question. So in general, okay, a freelancer, an independent contractor, that's like the broad term. Mm -hmm. And then you narrow it down a little bit more to virtual assistant. Now, there's some challenges these days with that term virtual assistant. And that's why I've created and trademarked my own term called virtual expert. Okay. I did research, and what I found was the term virtual assistant um, is associated directly with admins, which is not a problem if that's what you want to be is an admin. Mm-hmm. But in um, uh, the U.S., Canada, English-speaking countries, first-world countries, that's going to cap you at about $25 an mm-hmm. hour U.S. Mm-hmm. dollars. And personally, I don't want to be capped at that. Mm-hmm. so if you want to go further than that then you want do want to call yourself something different than a va and it, here's just a pro tip so when you are marketing yourself like on linkedin or on your website use the keyword virtual assistant to get people to find you because that's the term they know right and you could put on your website um if you're looking for a virtual assistant. And you want somebody who is specializing in whatever it is you specialize in, Mm -hmm. you have found that person. Nice, nice. Or you can say, I am not a VA, I am a, and whatever that is. So you still Mm -hmm. got that keyword in there, but you don't have that association of being limited to being an admin. Mm -hmm. And David, these days you can call yourself anything you want to call yourself. And quite honestly, many clients, they make up titles for you. Yeah. They make them up, whatever they want to call you.
0: Sure, sure. Um,
1: But when you're marketing yourself, that term you call yourself is crucial. So you're absolutely right. As you gain your expertise, you want to go from calling yourself a virtual assistant to something like a virtual expert and to that whatever that specialization is. Video Mm -hmm. specialist, video expert, um, podcast manager. I have a podcast Mm -hmm. manager. And that's what she does. She manages all my podcasts. Sure, sure. Um, Project manager. Now, have you, do you know, David, um, about that PMI certification that project managers in the corporate world have to get? Or I am, yes. really needed. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things that I love, and another reason why becoming a virtual assistant, virtual expert is just a tremendous opportunity, is because you can use your project management skills without having that PMI certification mm-hmm. when you have your own business. Because what people who hire VAs are looking for is somebody who is really good at what they do and can do the work. Mm-hmm. They don't care about a certification. They don't care about a degree. In fact, no one since 2001 has asked me if I even have a degree.
0: Yeah. Nobody cares. It's just about getting the job done and and being nice in the process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Meeting deadlines. It. Seriously, if you can meet a deadline
0: yep, that's and huge.
1: simply do what you say you're going to do,
0: that's you huge. can make
1: a lot of money doing this. Yeah. You can have a really nice business.
0: Okay. So question for you, how would you, um, like, let me back up and say, perhaps if I'm listening to this and I'm a woman in the United States and I have heard about all these virtual assistants that are overseas that are charging yes. three to five to $10 an hour, How can I even compete with that? Like, how does that, what, where do, where would I fit into all of
1: that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So number one, um, I believe in cooperation, not competition. Okay. Yes, we have competition, but I don't like to look at it like that. I like to look at it like um, I know who my competition is, uh, but what if we cooperate together and work together? What's the best for a client? And I will tell you that the vast majority of clients, whether they're in the U.S., whether they're in the U.K., whether they're in Germany, no matter where they are, they want a minimum of a hybrid team. And by that, I mean those tasks that can be outsourced very inexpensively. Great. They do that. But there are many, many services that cannot be done well. hmm. Um, by the three dollar per hour people, because they need to have the cultural back, cultural background, they need to have English as a first language, um, and they need to be in a time zone that works for the client.
0: Mm-hmm. Writing is number one. Number one issue is writing. absolutely.
1: Um, you know, and I steer people away from things like medical transcription or medical billing or anything like that that can be easily done overseas. That's not going to pay well or any kind of transcription. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother used to be a medical transcriptionist be- before all the jobs went overseas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, this was decades ago now. Um, and he made a good living back then. But now, you know, a penny a word, you're not going to earn a whole lot. So focus on things. And there, there is no way there isn't something that I can come up with for you if you're interested in this. And finding out, you know, when you go through my program, um, you're going to find out uh, there are literally thousands of services that you can offer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you like just an example of some really narrow one that that you've come up with? All right. So a guy came to me who was a bookkeeper, and he loved bookkeeping. He wanted to keep doing bookkeeping. And we tried to come up with how he could specialize in something that was his passion in addition to bookkeeping. Well, he loved dogs. So he became a bookkeeper for dog walkers.
0: Wow! And he
1: had fifty clients within a couple of months.
0: That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that is very narrow. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. How how much of your the individuals that you work with who are based in like um, more the U.S. market Mm
1: -hmm. would
0: then add to their personal team? Because I heard you say you know kind of a a dual location team a lot of companies work, you know, with, but if I'm Mm -hmm. starting up as a VA and I live in the United States Mm -hmm. or Europe and I'm trying to add to my team, people that could do things at a lower cost that I wouldn't want to do to, Mm -hmm. to capture those. Are are you, Mm -hmm. are people doing that in your system and learning how to do that?
1: Um, so yes, that's the short answer. Um, (laughs) The longer answer is the majority of people that, okay, um, I'm going to pause just for a second here and give you another pro tip. And this is for people who are thinking about hiring a virtual assistant from overseas. So you see those numbers that say $3 an hour, $5 an hour, $10 an hour. So here's what I want you to be very, very careful of. Read the fine print and realize what you're getting into because a huge percentage of the companies that, provide that service to you, it's not on an as needed basis. You are signing a contract that says, I agree to use a virtual assistant for 40 hours a week, four weeks a month, and I will pay 1200, 1500, whatever that is. Sure. And the reality is you really don't need one person doing that much work for you. For me, as a business owner who works, who has VAs on her team, the benefit to me is being able to use them on an as needed basis, not a I must pay them for 40 hours a week or even 20 hours a week. I recommend when you're very first.
0: That one person won't have all the skills that you need.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there is nobody on my team that works full-time. In fact, if you have a full-time person that you're calling an independent contractor, especially here in the U.S., you need to go check the IRS guidelines because that person is now an employee. So um, everybody who works for me, they work on a monthly basis. How many hours do I want them to spend a month? And when you're very first starting out hiring your first VA, I recommend doing something like 10 hours a month capped with a zero minimum. And that's how I train virtual experts. You, you have a contract that you work with your client and you cap it at whatever that um, client wants to cap it at. I love 10 hours to get started because you have a lot of hours to use, um, but zero minimum. Now, why zero minimum? Zero because what if I don't need them? I mean, I usually end up needing them, but I love having the ability to say, no, nah, I don't need anything this month. So it's truly on an ad-needed basis. So when me as a client hiring VAs looks at that, which one am I going to be more attracted to? Mm -hmm. Working with that third world country that I have to sign a contract to use all these hours for or somebody who is willing to do zero minimum and a cap of 10 10 hours a month at $35 an hour. That's $350 versus that $1,200 or
0: Mm $1,500 a month. $350
1: 350 a month versus 1200 1500 a month. So that's like the fine print that a lot of people don't notice.
0: Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Um, so if somebody's interested in something like this, obviously, you know, they can learn a lot from you on your podcast and YouTube channel and so forth. But help them understand what are some first steps that they would be taking mm-hmm. in getting started with a VA business?
1: Yeah. So the very first thing that I recommend that they do is begin to think about what skills they already have that they want to continue to use. Mm -hmm. And that wanting to continue to use is really the important part there. Because if, like, for example, the person I was talking about that did bookkeeping, if he was like, oh, I'm so tired of bookkeeping, great, time to change, right? Time to not do that anymore. Because there's a lot of other things you can do. Uh, And so think about the things that you enjoy, both personal, you know, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies and things you've already done? Okay. And then identify out of that big list you've made those things you really enjoy doing. These are my top things I enjoy doing. And then do some research. Find out, and I would recommend doing it by doing virtual assistant and then whatever that thing is that you're doing and see who else is out there already doing it. And back to the thing about how much I love competition. If you find people out there who are already doing it, you've hit a gold mine. Congratulations. (laughs) It is needed. If you find nobody doing it, that's a red flag. So that's step one. And then step two would be to look at who it is that you can do the work for. Because remember I talked about the guy who did bookkeeping for dog walkers. The more narrow that you can get your niche the easier it's gonna be to get the word out. The reason he got 50 clients in such a short period of time is because once he was known as the bookkeeper for dog walkers, every dog walker wanted to know about it, right? Dog walker associations, dog walker trainers, everybody was coming to him going, can you talk on our podcast? Can you do this for us? So it's much easier to market and become known as that expert. Mm -hmm. So those are the first two steps I recommend.
0: So understand my own skill set. And then, kind of, also ask what do I enjoy in this skill set continuing to do? And then, Mm -hmm. who's my niche? How could I then communicate or connect with them? Now, how about if my niche is broad and I'm like, I'm just willing to help anybody and everybody? Can I just put my um, profile up on Upwork or Fiverr and Mm -hmm. see what happens? Mm
1: Yeah, so I do not recommend putting it up on Upwork or Fiverr unless you're very, very clear on what it is you want to do, because when you put a generic profile up there, nobody's going to hire you, and you're going to be competing directly with those $3 and $5 an hour people. Once you are really clear on what it is that you do want to do, Mm -hmm. yes, then you can put it up there and put your hourly rate up there. So that when people see you, they don't waste your time. They know what you're doing. They know your expertise. They know your value. And if they're willing to pay it, they contact you. If they're not willing to pay it, great. Go on to the lower cost people. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I say that's not your ideal client. They can move on. Next. Because there are a lot of people out there willing to pay the true value because they know. Um, here's what I teach. I teach virtual experts how to be professional, proactive, problem solvers. And when you have those three P's going for you, Mm -hmm. what happens is that you become a profit generating virtual expert for your client. You help them save money. You help them increase their profit, increase their bottom line rather than reduce their bottom line. And I will tell you, you will have clients forever knocking down your door when that happens, like when I told you I had 70 real estate agents, I had a waiting list of 15 more because that w- I was able to do that for them. I was able to help them generate more leads, generate more sales as virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. And that's what I teach people how to do. And then you're going to have clients all day long. May I share the average um, U.S.-Canadian-based um, virtual expert? Sure. They earn $45 an hour on the average.
0: Okay, yeah. mm, that's good. people a lot yeah. of people would love to to step up to that. yeah yeah and
1: then as you grow and you build your own team if you want to, then you're leveraging, I, I teach you how to go from anywhere from I want to make 25,000 a year and work part- time all the way up to I want to make multiple six figures
0: Mhm with well, a
1: whole team because I've people. done all of those.
0: Sure. All right, so people are interested in learning more about how you can help them. Um, First of Mm -hmm. all, tell me about your website and your podcast. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so my website, actually, if you guys would, I made a special page just for David and his podcast. So if you will go to virtualexperttraining.com forward slash inspiration, you're going to find three special offers there there are two free things. One is um, a link to my YouTube channel where I have, I teach everything under the sun and try also try to make it fun. Um, I'm kind of a, uh, it, cra- well, Crazy Kathy is my nickname. Maybe I shouldn't say that on the air, but there we go. I already did. So <laughs> I also have a free webinar there. And that free webinar will step you through even more about what I was just talking about, about how to decide, um, and I actually have a quiz within that webinar that'll help you determine if becoming a virtual assistant is right for you, and will also help you begin to identify what that niche and target market might be. And then if you're ready to step it up, just one tiny step from free, I have a five-day what I call a challenge, five-day training that takes it even further past that webinar. And I've got that on sale for your group for only $17. Awesome. And by the end of that, you're going to know if this is what you want to do or not. You're going to know.
0: (laughs) For sure. com slash inspiration. And then you also have the Dare to Leap podcast, which is on all the podcast platforms as well. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Dare to leap. And dare to leap isn't just about VAs. It is about remote workers. It is about entrepreneurs. It is, you know, anybody and everybody who has dared to leap in their life and how they did it and how they can inspire you to do the same thing.
0: Kathy, you are electric. I love it. You are (gasps) passionate about uh, what you're doing. And so I know that that just, you know, kind of uh, oozes into your your clients and your, your students and, uh, that they love being with you. So thanks for sharing your wisdom. And, um, I know that this is a really, really good, um, uh, business idea because there's such a big market and there are so many skills that you can bring to the table. Um, and so it's a great option for many of our listeners. So I encourage you guys to check out virtualexperttraining.com dot slash inspiration and learn some more. So thanks, Kathy. I appreciate it.
1: David, I really appreciate you having me on here.
0: Thanks so much. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode. And text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949 401 6090. That's 949 401 6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity.